Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. The following episode is part of a live event from Giving Tuesday that Paul and Rebecca were a part of. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you have not downloaded our CDM app, you need to. So any particular uh, platform that you have, look up Contagious Disciple Making and you'll be able to download it for free. There are so many different resources and and podcasts and webinars and articles and all the stuff that we've been accumulating and resources we've been accumulating all this time. And so today we're, we're taking the opportunity of Giving Tuesday to come on and give a live version of our podcast. So we have stories of uh, and of friends who are disciple makers all around the world that we'd love to be able to, to have you talk to. Also, we're going to be talking about special DMM topics as we come in here and uh, just like we do normally with our podcast. I'm Paul Watson and this is Rebecca Ewing and we are the leaders at Contagious Disciple Making and we want to be able to introduce you to some of our friends and have a great opportunity to share our story with you. As you know, today is Giving Tuesday, and we are a nonprofit organization like many out there, and our whole focus is helping people just like you learn what it takes to become disciple makers who will reach out to their friends, their families, their co-workers to make disciples who make disciples who end up starting movements that we can see right here in the United States and Canada, just like we've seen happen in places like India and Iran and Africa. And so we're super excited to be able to have you here and join with us today. And if you are in a place where you're just looking for someone to give for Giving Tuesday, we would recommend that you give to us because we're going to invest that money into helping disciple makers like the ones just coming up to be able to uh, do the work of making disciples. And we do need your partnership, you know, whether it's $5 or whether it's $100 or whatever it is, you know, give us a, a gift so that we can be able to, to see the vision happen coming up. And we'll be talking about that in the future. You can give on our website at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com slash partner. You could also, inside the app, if you're watching from the app, you can swipe it a little bit to the side and be able to, to see that bottom bar where it says giving. And you can just click on that and be able to do that. So like I said, we really support, appreciate your support in and through what we're doing. But now, guys, we're going to be able to talk with a good friend of ours that we have really loved uh, working with, Justin Mast, out of Slovenia. Hey, Justin. Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing good. Awesome. Doing good. Awesome. Now, now, Justin, guys, is the real deal. I'm just, so, you know, you've got some missionaries, they live overseas and their primary friendships and relationships are with other missionaries. And you've got Justin, whose primary friendships and relationships are with the Slovenes he works with. In fact, if you notice a nice little sheen on his forehead, it's because he just got done playing <laughs> basketball with some Slovenes and ran over here to be able to join you and to tell us about his work there. Justin, it's so good to have you on the show. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing in Slovenia, how God led you there and, and those things. And we'll take it from there. Yeah, great. Thanks, Paul. Those are kind words of you. Um, 
So my name is Justin. Like it's already been mentioned, I'm from uh, the Midwest, and I was working um, with a, a college ministry. Um, my wife and I, Hannah, and about eight years ago, our organization was, um, it's a global organization. It's all over uh, Europe and all over the world. And Slovenia was a place where they were looking to field a team, uh, one of the last places that uh, in Europe where there wasn't a, a ministry presence from our organization. And so they, they challenged us to move here. I said yes. My wife said no. Two years later, <laughs> we agreed. God did a lot in our hearts to bring us here. But we showed up in Slovenia eight years ago as excited, but looking back, really prideful uh, young missionaries that thought we knew everything. And uh, we were here to save the day. And <laughs> that isn't how the story played out. In fact, probably about a year five or six, I was ready to quit. Um, I was so discouraged where we're at Slovenia. It's an amazing place, beautiful place. Um, but, uh, like most of, of Europe, it's, it's spiritually grown cold. And so mm. we were seeing that what we thought we knew to do and, uh, the ways that we came to save the day was not working. And so we were just growing really frustrated, really discouraged, and just feeling like this is we're we're done. I was I was ready to to move home and call it quits. Mm. So that's a little bit about our journey. Um, before it gets to the good part, I guess. Well, and that's what I was about to ask you: is what changed for you? Because you were in that space, things were getting so rough. You're ready to leave. You're ready to come home, but then something changed. And tell us a little bit about what that is. God was. Uh, obviously at work in our lives. And he brought us to a point that made us very humble. <laughs> he humbled us, but also made us very open to change. And so I, maybe you guys have talked about this earlier, but I, the way I would describe it was he brought us to a, a holy discontent or uh, dissatisfaction, which made us very open to, to trying anything new. And so I, um, I heard of some other people in Slovenia doing some things that were drastically different. Uh, maybe on the surface, it doesn't look so different. Like I heard of a, a Slovene who was trying to plant a church and he, he was frustrated uh, and he can't, they, they canceled their Sunday morning gathering. I was like, Whoa, what is, what is going on? And so I called him, I said, Hey, I don't know what you're doing, but I would love to learn. And so I drove up to meet him. And that's how I first learned about disciple making movements. And as we sat down and he started to share I was, I was like, I don't know for sure what this is, but I'm willing to, to explore and try to learn and give it a shot. And so I read a book um, by Jerry Trousdale, um, The Kingdom Unleashed. And I, as I started reading, I, I couldn't put it down. I was just reading stories after story of God doing amazing things in these places that you would think no, no disciples would be raised up. The harvest, there can't be a harvest there. Jesus, you are wrong. You said the harvest is plentiful, but it's probably not in these places. And as I read these stories mm. of God at work, I said, I just started praying. I said, God, you can do it there. So why can't it happen here? It's, mm. it's not too hard. And so I, it sent me on a, a journey and a process of trying to learn about uh, what is disciple making movements. Um, I don't, does that, I'll, I'll stop there. Let you ask another question. No. <laughs> 
so so yeah first off i just want to point out that is so true you know justin we were just talking about that in our first uh live session about how you know we often it said about the west you, you know and in north america why haven't we seen movement in north america is it even possible to see north you know move in north america it's, are we too is there something about it that just won't allow us to do that and and you know we we're saying listen the the reason why we don't see movement is because of us yeah and so you know we have to be able to follow god on this journey in that and so i that's so great that you came to that point of that so you started learning about dmm so mm -hmm. what what really got you started in all that yeah so i mean like what i said this holy discontentment and so i started reading uh Kingdom Unleashed. And at the end, it said, if you have questions, email here. So I sent an email said, tell me what I need to do. And they introduced me to someone and he taught us how to use the discovery Bible study tool. And so we started using that as we were interacting with. So one thing that we realized here in Slovenia was we were, people are open, people are hungry, but the way we were communicating with them, it was, we were missing. We weren't, um, mm. And so they, they're basic, like for the most part, they're biblically illiterate. They have, they've never read the Bible. And so we're, mm -hmm. we're trying to immediately communicate them, you know, a, a short gospel presentation, but they, they have no framework to think about this. And so we, I got introduced to a guy that um, taught us how to use the discovery Bible study. And so we just started trying as to use this tool, which was um, very exciting uh, we were seeing students, we were seeing young people I mean, over and over open the Bible and, and they would tell us all the time, this is the very first time I've read this. And they would be reading stories about Jesus, about God, from the obvious Bible stories. And it was, and the things they would say would be, were so uh, beautiful, simple, um, but it, but we, we knew we were making a lot of mistakes. We didn't really know what we were doing. We were just, and so it felt like at first, maybe what we did was continue to do everything we had been doing. But just now we're using a new, a new tool, and so we right. were we were realizing this. It's much bigger than just using a simple discovery Bible study. But there's um, there's much more to disciple making movements. Um, I think a question that I kept feeling like God was asking me that um, was a big mindset shift, perspective change was. And it was really convicting. He kept asking or uh, speaking to me of, are you more concerned about building your kingdom or are you more concerned about building the kingdom of God? Mm. And of course, <laughs> you know, every missionary, like I'm a missionary, I'm, I'm supposed to say, yeah, no, God, it's all about your kingdom. It's about the kingdom of your kingdom. Not, But if I were to be honest, I would have to say, yes, I'm about your kingdom, but I, I really hope it comes through me or my organization so i guess you win at the end god I, you're right i'm it's about <laughs> i have to admit it or confess it's about wanting to build the organization i'm a part of um and so through that process and, and at the same time there were many other well a few others in the country that uh were also on a journey of learning about disciple making movements but it made me the it, the the question shifted was it went mm -hmm. from, or not a question statement. We want to reach a, we want to reach the country to, we want to see the country reached. And so the, it's subtle, but the difference is first, the first perspective is we're in the center. It's about us and what we're doing to the, the second 
perspective is we don't we don't care how it happens. God, if you use us, fantastic. But we'll we'll do whatever. We'll do whatever it takes. We but we want to see it reached, and we know it's mm-hmm. only you that can make it happen, not not us. And, and it allows us to to partner with other people that are like minded instead of just being so concerned about our our little organization and contribution. You know, Justin, yeah. you said some really good a couple of things right there. You know, first off, you said that you were mainly doing what you normally do <clears throat> just with the discovery Bible study as a tool attached to it. And that's what most people do. Most people try to, they learn about DMM, they learn about the practices and what they basically just do is continue doing what they're doing. And they just kind of throw in the 10 questions and just say, okay, that's also now a part of our strategy somehow, but yet it doesn't allow it to fully work together. And so that's why we exist as an organization to kind of help like, fill in the blanks and be able to say like, Hey, this is what the whole thing looks like. But you know, you also said something really important about being willing to work with people outside of our denomination, outside of our, our organization, you know, working with other people and those partnerships where we're going to really see his kingdom happen and not just our individual ones. And I think not just in Sylvania, but also in the West, that, that perhaps it's one of the reasons why we're not seeing a lot of things happen because we're so much more concerned about our individual, you know, meeting places, our individual, uh, you know, issues and, and our, our denominations and, and insisting it has to be just us and we're not concerned about the overall kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we can shift that, I think we're going to find so much more power. And all that. Yeah, I'm, in the last few years, I've had the most fun, and it's it's partly because of the relationships I've made with others that are doing the same exact thing. I mean, every Thursday evening, there's uh, disciple makers from around Slovenia on Zoom together praying. Uh, I, I would have never. It sounds so bad, but I wouldn't have done that in the past. Um, you know, next week we have an initiative where we're we're all working together. Uh, primarily, it's centered around going out and prayer walking, but there's there's no no one's organization, church affiliation is is mentioned in in any of this, and no one cares. And we're all it's. I'll just leave it at that. It's become so fun to to link arms with brothers and sisters and and say, well, you get paid by them, I get paid here, but it doesn't matter. Like we're we're in this together, and so they've some of these uh, locals have become such dear friends from having a a shared vision, shared heart, and willingness to lock arms together. So, yeah. so you know, Justin, when, where where did, uh, in this journey, where did we start converging along with you? Like when you came on with the yeah. class and stuff like that, where were we on that Yeah, journey? so I read uh, Contagious Disciple Making by Paul and his father, uh, some, I don't know, sometime. <laughs> and as I, and that was very, very helpful. And then I, you know, I find the website and I sign up, I start getting emails and, and I I start listening to the podcast and that was all incredibly helpful. Um, It was helping me take uh, maybe things that were theory and making it very practical and easy to just go out and immediately apply it and start living it out. Um, and so through all that, reading the book, then finding some of the tools online, some of the YouTube videos, whiteboard videos, that's how I found out about the class. And I, again, we were just realizing um, personally and as a team, like we, 
we need a coach. We need help. We're, we want to, we want to do the best we can. We want to be good stewards with what we have, our time, um, what God's called us to do. And who are, are, do we really think we know everything? No. I mean, even the best athletes in the world have coaches. And so I took the class. Um, I don't remember when it was two years ago, maybe now almost. And again, it, that was just, <laughs> it was at, I think 10 PM to midnight, my time. And I, and I, I loved it. I mean, I, I still have my notes. I was scribbling down as much as I can. And that was, that was super helpful to go from just, um, well, it was, it was so helpful to have outside input of experienced practitioners to, to guide us and to bounce ideas off, to encourage us. Um, so I went a little bit over your question, but that's how we bumped into contagious disciple making. So one of the things as, as you've been, um, you know, we've started this journey as it's, as we've uh, converged, what are some of the things that have happened since then? Some ahas, maybe some neat moments where you're just like, Oh, okay. You know, this is what we're doing and, and everything. And I know that you've had some new Slovenes emerge as team members and stuff, but, uh, so talk to us about that. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if this is an aha moment, but something I'll comment about was that in in missions, in ministry, or just as disciples, trying to make disciples, we often make it so hard and so complicated. But what Jesus is asking us to do isn't easy, but it's not complicated. And so one thing that's been so helpful through CDM is just coming, uh, helping us identify simple habits that literally everyone can do, every follower of Jesus can do. And and that's what it means to be obedient, disciple to Jesus. And through these simple habits, it allows you to position yourself to see God do some amazing things. I mean, my, we have three kids and I'm a proud dad, you know, our 10 year old daughter, um, she, she hit on her own just because she observed what her mom and dad are doing has a list of 30 people, primarily all classmates. She's in a 10-year-old in elementary school and on her, she's praying every day for her classmates. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one thing that's been an aha moment. It's just, it's not that, it's not easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated and really hard. Another aha mm-hmm. moment and probably the thing that is changed um, and we still have a long ways to go with this, but is is prayer and mobilizing prayer. Um I'm a, I'm a basketball player. I'm from Indiana. I like basketball. And I I just, we became, my wife and I became so convicted by the Lord regarding prayer. And, um, the way I say it was it, we were like, we were missionaries that, okay, I, we prayed, but we, it was like, we didn't pray. And so it's like a basketball player who doesn't play basketball like that. What, what is that? And so one of the biggest things is, is, uh, seeing how important and vital prayer is to everything that that is happening and what we want to see God do in Slovenia, and so mobilizing prayer. Well, we've prayed way more personally in the last two and a half, three years than we've, and it's been it's been amazing, been awesome watching God change us and change our prayer habits, and then see Him answering prayers. But then mobilizing other people to pray. And it's, it's, it's so, I mean, even right now on, as I'm looking at my messages, I just got a message from a guy, a friend back in the U S 
I sent him a prayer video of a way he can be praying for someone that we're interacting with. And I just sent him a quick message of how God is answering that prayer and how God is working in this person's life. And, and he wrote back, was like, wow, that is amazing. I'm here in small town, Indiana, and I get to be a part of what, what is happening in Slovenia. And it's true. It's not just this nice idea. Oh yeah. Let's make them feel like they're a part of it. No, what his prayers make a difference in him. He's on our team. And so he's making a, a difference from, Indiana over here in a a, a specific Slovene's life. God's and you know, Justin, what I, I just what you're saying right there, it's so true. Prayer is so important, and it's so neat to be forming those partnerships of prayer globally. And one of the things I've also found neat is that though it, those of you out there who don't know, on our our Contagious Disciple Making app, there's the CDM prayer page. And on that prayer page, we post um, people from all around the world, like Justin, are and and people in the United States are posting their prayers of saying at prayer requests. And in the comments, we're writing out those uh, prayers in support <clears throat> of each other. And what I love, Justin, is that we have been seeing more and more of your team over there posting to our prayer page, and so. We're getting to know even more of you and your team and vice versa mm -hmm. as we're in this all together, you know, in this in this journey together. And uh, again, guys, out, go to our uh, CDM app in order to be able to see that. Yeah, Justin, I know that uh, you have a you have a teammate, a Slovene teammate. She's a rock star. And she's been knocking it out of the park, starting Discovery Bible Studies. I've been seeing the prayer requests come to my video uh, chat feed and everything else. And then also she started engaging on the Contagious Disciple Making page. Could you tell us a little bit about her background and story and how she's become a member of your team? Yeah. And, and I, just want, I just want to say, and along that, is that I think you also started making some more of a shift to be able to even work more through like, uh, you know, the different students that you had around and, and being able to immobilize them to be able to make disciples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, before I was, I was so as the team leader, ministry leader, I was so concerned about how are we going to get the workers? Um, we got to get, we got to get the people here. There's no believers here. So we need to get the people from outside the country here so they can, be the laborers in the harvest, but I, I am convinced that the laborers in the harvest are here. All the resources are in the country. They don't yet know Jesus, but God is working in their life, and He He will raise them up. He knows that there's a big harvest, and I, I He I don't think Jesus was was wrong when He said the problem isn't that there's no harvest. The problem is there aren't enough workers. So pray earnestly and ask. God for workers. And so I always thought that meant, well, they, there must, they have to be believers already, but we're seeing God do amazing things through people that are open to him. We call them people of peace. You guys, I'm sure have talked about this on the broadcast, maybe uh, yeah. open to him, open to, yeah. open to God and exploring who God is. They're open to us relationship with us. And then they're open. They're opening up their friend network or their, their household or whatever. And so Kaya, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about our local. She, um, God was doing amazing things in her life. <clears throat> she became a follower of Jesus 
on her own or well, not on her own, but not, we had nothing to do with it as an organization. She was praying that she could meet some Christian young people community. Long story short, she bumped into us and she was thrilled to find some other young people, not me, students <laughs> that are followers of Jesus. Um, and so we started to work with her and this was about the same time as we were making a shift to DMM. And so we made some mistakes with her early on and taught her some, uh, not the best habits, but regardless, God has been, been working. And so she, we were, we were training her in how to have, uh, meaningful conversations and spiritual conversations and share Bible stories. And so she was, as a student, she was sharing stories with her cousins and then we saw her with her cousins uh, start a Discovery Bible study group. And then these cousins are sharing stories with their friends. And the one cousin comes back and says, Kaya, my one friend and I, we started doing the exact same thing that we're doing. Is that okay? Well, yes, that's exactly what I we think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. And then um, so – Kaya, she finished her studies and she, she was, she approached us and said, you know, are there opportunities for me? I, I would love to be able to serve God in this, in a capacity of full time. Um, are there places I can go? And we're like, no, yes, but no, don't go anywhere. Stay right here. Stay and so she's here. Their team and and get, like, we're seeing the power of a local. And, uh, yeah. and so as outsiders, we view ourselves as catalysts to find the insiders. Um, and Kaya is is such an insider. So Kaya, with um, some of her family, her mother and aunt, and then it started out with their childhood friend. Um, she had significant conversations with them and started a Discovery Bible study. Well, one of the questions, as you know, in Discovery Bible study is, who can you share this story with? And so as these ladies started to share the story, stories with people, two, two ladies that they shared with said, what are you guys doing? Like, this sounds, and this is all happening very fresh. This is happening right now. <laughs> two of these friends that they shared with said, what are you guys doing? Like, you're, this, this sounds amazing. Can, can I join you? And so because it was in the first four Discovery Bible studies, we said, yes, they can join. And so now there's five of them. And they're going through the Discovery Bible study from Genesis to Christ. And every week, the things that they're observing, the ways that they're choosing to obey God's word is, it's like, I, if I would have told them to do this stuff, they would say no. But because God is speaking directly to them and they're coming to these, they're making these discoveries on their own. It's, it's God speaking directly to them. And it's such a powerful thing. Well, one of the ladies is, we, we've seen from they don't, we've talked about, or Kaya has talked with them about how, you know, you guys, the, the hope or the goal, the vision is that you guys would have a chance to start, each of you start another group. And they're a little like, oh boy, what? But we can see already how God is working and preparing people for each of them to start the group with. And oh, their, wow. their faith is, they come from religious backgrounds, um, but their faith is becoming, you can see it coming alive. One of them is a teacher and she's had significant conversations with three of her uh, coworkers at the, the elementary school, middle school. And now she's, she shared with, uh, with Kaya who shared with us that um, she wouldn't have done this before, but now she has started praying for the students in her class. 
and she's mm. a middle school teacher, so she's probably interacting with a couple hundred students. I, I don't know what her, I don't, anyways. But statistically speaking, based on the spiritual climate of Slovenia, there's probably not a single person in these students' lives that's praying for them. Mm. And now you have a lady who joined Discovery Bible Study who's hearing from God, making choices to obey Him. And as a result, there are, I'll, I'll, I don't know the number, tens, hundreds of elementary students that have a teacher who cares and is praying for them. Before, we would have never, we were so concerned about our organization and what we were doing. We were only focusing on students. We would have never entered into that experience. We would have tried to get them to come to us and we would have huddled them up. But instead, we've decentralized everything we're doing. And now there's a teacher out in the village praying, caring for her students. And we're there's, like I said, three coworkers that she's had some significant conversations with from sharing these stories. And we're praying, you can pray with us, that there'll soon be a day where there's a discovery Bible study in this elementary school and how that could change the trajectory of these kids, their whole future. So Justin, one of the things I really love that you said is that you're really embracing the fact that not, instead of asking everybody to come to you and to make you the center of all ministry and things like that, you're leaning in to, to spread out and to let the connections reach places that you can never go to, which is, you know, again, not just about the discovery Bible study itself. It's additionally that strategy of reaching out through that way. And that's the same kind of, a principle and tactic that you thought of when we got into the, the lockdown, like, you know, when things started really closing up, you know, that same kind of creativity and willingness to try to get into places that you normally wouldn't is again, something that you uh, started uh, implementing and doing. I know that for instance, you started trying to uh, find spiritually interested people through, um, you know, through electronic or technological or social media means. And, yeah. um, and I remember, I remember you got telling us about that, but why don't you tell us about that briefly? Yeah. So we came here to work with young people, students, university, high school students. And I think we were so focused on that demographic that it caused us to miss one. We didn't know how to interact or what, how to work with people outside that demographic. Um, and, but, Two, we were so focused, it caused us to miss how God was working in other spheres of society. And so yeah. the lockdown happened in March 2020. We, we couldn't do anything. We're like, well, what are we going to do? And we had already been experimenting with this. And so God and his goodness of already getting us on the uh, implementing DMM practices and principles had caused us to decentralize what we were doing. So we were no longer dependent on people coming to us. So that was in place when the lockdown happened. But then also we were, we'd already been experimenting with this, but the lockdown actually uh, accelerated our, our efforts of, of utilizing Facebook, um, so Instagram, social media ads. Um, and so even right now today, I, I have a few messages I need to reply to and some teammates uh, we need to reply to, but we're putting out very, very simple um, spiritually oriented ads um, across all of Slovenia. And it's, it's unbelievable. People send us messages and it's leading us to the people that 
where God is already working. And then through this, we're, we're able to chat with them, um, help them start like uh, often our, our pathway is to, um, pique their interest, have them message us, get to know them a little bit just through messaging, try to share if it's appropriate, a Bible story with them, ask them to share the Bible story with someone else, get their opinion, come back and tell us. Hopefully the the end goal is that we would then meet with them face to face, but ultimately that they would start groups. And so even right now we have uh, three guys that have just in the last few days messaged us. Um, One of them has shared with me that through his friend in the last, during the pandemic has become a follower of Jesus. And so we're, we're starting to explore that and hopefully he will be, a disciple maker. Uh, we would have never met him before. And it, it's cost us a couple dollars a day to run these ads. And, it, you know, you walk around everywhere in the world, people are staring at their phone. It's um, so anyways, we're, that's one guy, another guy shared with us how in the pandemic, he started working for home. We just met him a couple days ago. We haven't met him face to face, but through uh, digitally, we've met him. He shared a couple days uh, during the pandemic. He, um, started working from home, had more time, started asking some deeper questions. He comes from a a religious Christian background. Um, He started reading the Bible um, and he said he's taking his faith more seriously. And he said, as a result of reading the Bible, he said, uh, I don't know why more people don't read this. Like, it's so important that we're, we're daily. He didn't use these words, but like drinking from God's, God's word. And so we're trying to help him, you know, it's a little bit of a slow process, but we're trying to help him um, get started with a discovery study. He's, he has a young family, it appears, and wouldn't it be amazing if now there's a young family with maybe another family that are doing a discovery Bible study. There's another guy just like him that's come our way through this, but I'll save the story. No, no. And, and but let me tell you, Justin, that it would be wonderful to be able to see all those things happen. And and what I really love about that is that you use a lot of creativity and ways to be able to to get around the lockdown and things like that um, during the 2020. And that's something that our community did. Those of you out there, if you go to our Contagious Disciple Making app and you click on Contagious Creativity, that's a collection of stories of people in our community that uh, that leaned in during that time, you know, most you know mis- ministries and businesses and everything kind of shut down during the lockdown. But we actually leaned in, and all of our community—I'm so proud of them—came up with solutions and leaned in. And we started our, our, the amount of discovery Bible studies that we were involved in multiplied. We also multiplied disciple-making communities by many times that uh, in 2020. And so, you know, it's what happens when we lean in and instead of just say, well, we can't, we can't do that. And so part of being this coaching and these relationships allows us to be able to talk through these things and say, okay, what's going to work now? What's going to allow us to be able to circumvent those things? So, you know, Justin, I remember that day sitting in one of our uh, prayer meetings and, you know, Paul was saying, Justin, share about how you start, how you guys started some discovery Bible studies. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, we, uh, you know, we started some about discovery Bible studies through social media online. And Paul's like, Justin, <laughs> tell them how many that you started. And it, and you're like, oh, well, 12. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was so, a, we call Justin some of the most understated <laughs> disciple maker, but effective. He's very he's very much become a little bit of a Slovene. Combine the mis- Midwest with Slovenia culture, and you have one of the most understated demeanors that I think I've met on the field, my friend. That's why you got me. But, you know, guys, but Justin, I just thought that it was so phenomenal how that your team leaned in during that time. I was able to start, I mean, just within a few months, be able to start 12 of those. And, and th- that kind of thing has continued to grow and develop and things like that. And so, you know, again, it's, it's something that we really celebrate is this continual innovation. And that's something we get to do along with you, uh, Justin, is that we're able to, to sit there and try to figure these problems out together so we can get across those barriers. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, just uh, you know, before we 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 uh, uh, let you go today and everything in celebration, you know, how would you say that as you experience, you know, um, you know the the class and 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 being with us at CDM, you know, what was to you something the most helpful thing to be able to help you do what you do? Yeah, I, I think again. I mentioned this earlier, but just making it s- simple and not so complicated. We're trying to, I already said this, but we make things really hard sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't have to, it's not easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. And um, and so I think the other thing is is a, having a coach and community is, is so critical. I think um, if, you, <clears throat> if you don't have, you have a great heart. You want to do this. You want to make disciples. If you're doing it alone, you, you won't last. Um, mm-hmm. I think you'll get discouraged and you'll quit. There's been times mm-hmm. I've talked with Paul and said, I'm ready to quit, but also there's, there's much something much larger going on. There's an evil one that doesn't want you to do this either. And wow. he really doesn't want you to do this. And so he'll, he'll do anything he can to make you stop. And so, um, I think the most important, one of the most important things is having uh, other people. Maybe they're not locally with you, but you can be connected with that, a community to help you keep going, to encourage you, to pray with you, to, and, and then a coach. Like I said, you know, the best athletes in the world have a coach, and so um, I think that's the the thing I would encourage people with the most. Of if you, Jesus commanded us, make disciples. Um, and it's, it's, it's a, it's an adventure that is so fun and it's, it's a thrill that you're missing out on. If, um, if you haven't had the opportunity to, to participate in, um, daily habits that lead to making disciples. Um, but if you don't have other people around you, you'll, you'll be discouraged and you'll quit. And so that's where I think CDM coaches are so important. Well, Justin, we have absolutely loved walking along with you in your journey. And uh, we're so glad to be able to see all the things that we're seeing uh, with through you and your team. And we'll continue to do so. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story. Uh, it's been so great. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And it's, it's not, we're, it's not us. We're not doing anything special. It's, it's God at work. And so praise and honor and credit to him. And we're we're grateful Absolutely. that he's he's choosing to use us and lets us be here at this at this place in time. So 
Great talking with you guys. Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast and supporting us on Patreon. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app. Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple makers.